Today, our show is sponsored by Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you are among them, know that you're not alone and there is a solution you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol offers targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months of use. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective doses so you get the most reliable results. And no matter your stage in life, they have a solution. Nutrafol women's formulation is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair loss caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, or environmental toxins. Their other formula, Women's Balance, is for additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SELFIE to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code SELFIE. Today's episode is sponsored by Somavetic. Somavetic is a device that combines an Eastern approach to health and wellness with modern day technology. If you have a lot of devices in your home, as most of us do, then there are hundreds of signals floating through the air at any given moment. This is called EMF, and some people are really sensitive to it and believe that it can cause some not great things in the body as a result of all of these free radicals bouncing around. If you're concerned with the unwanted influences of electromagnetic radiation or geopathic zones, you'll appreciate Somavetic. Somavetic devices rely on frequency therapies and the healing powers of precious and semi-precious stones and metals to create a natural energy field to harmonize your home. It does this through the controlled release of energy from precious and semi-precious stones. It creates a 360-degree field with a radius of 100 feet in all directions. The founder of Somavetic launched these devices in 2011 as a response to his own ongoing health struggles. After years of no success with Western medicine, he turned to traditional Chinese medicine and found a variety of healing properties with stones and minerals. After some time, he was able to heal his body and has helped others as well, and his experience inspired him to create Somavetic. If you're interested in mitigating EMFs and creating a harmonic field in your environment, these devices are a great solution, and they are beautiful. Each device is comprised of their own semi-precious stones with unique properties. Somavetic is a small company, and all products are handmade and hand-assembled in their Crystal Valley, in the Crystal Valley of the Czech Republic. If you want to try Somavetic, they have a 60-day money-back guarantee to let you try. Visit somavetic.com and use the code SELFIE for 10% off. That's S-O-M-A-V-E-D-I-C.com with the code SELFIE for 10% off. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well, today we have a very special episode for you. Sarah and I are going to be talking about 
social media sharing. We're going to talk about some of our boundaries around how much to share, what content to share. And we're also going to look at some of the mistakes that we feel like we've made along the way and some of the adjustments we have made. But first, uh, before we dive into that, we want to talk about one of our sponsors. Okay, Kristen, the holidays are just around the corner. The next two episodes we have coming up are our gift guides. Mm -hmm. So it's a perfect time to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, Canvas People. Yeah, I mean, this is such a good and thoughtful gift for your people this holiday season. Um, you should check out Canvas People. They print your favorite memories to Canvas and turn them into these unique works of art that add a beautiful touch for your home. They are great for grandparents. Um, it's a great gift to give to anyone because you can, you know, you can swipe a little photo of theirs off of their Facebook page and then surprise them with the with the canvas. Um, I also have to say that I have found it's a great gift for exes because, <laughs> you know, it's something that my kids can give to um, their dad. Yeah. I'll get photos taken of the kids and then I'll give him canvases for Christmas and it's, you know. Nice, thoughtful, not weird X gift. <laughs> exactly. Thoughtful and not weird, which is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. The, the prints are great for decor. They're super clean, super modern. They look like pieces of art. And now as a very special, very limited holiday offer, canvaspeople.com is offering their popular 11 by 14 photo canvases for free. free. That's right. Free. These normally sell for $69.99, but for this week only, you'll pay nothing. You just have to cover shipping and handling. So to get your free canvas, text SELFIE to 484848. Yeah, the 11 by 14 are a great size. You're just paying shipping and handling, and this offer is limited. So shoot a text over to um, text SELFIE to 484848. Again, you're going to text 484848 with the word SELFIE. Message and data rates may apply. Awesome. Okay, update, self-care update. Okay, well, I um, went off Cymbalta. You did. I did. I did. Because of the side effects? Because of the side effects. Oh, man. I did. I know. I know. I just, well, it was giving me insomnia. Yeah. And so I was really feeling like I, it was requiring me to take something every night to sleep. Oh, I that's didn't, not good. I didn't like that. Yeah. I mean, I really didn't like that. Um, so there was a sleep issue. Um, and then I just could not kick the nausea. I just kept thinking it's going to get better. Um, and it didn't. Gosh, that and, nausea and the thing is so weird. And I, know. I mean, I, Lord knows, I just, I cannot deal, cannot deal no. when I feel and nauseous. It is, it is a very common side effect for Cymbalta. Mm. Um, but I have to, I have to say to listeners, if anyone has considered Cymbalta, I know people for whom it has worked wonders. And, yeah. you know, especially for people who have a lot of anxiety or health-related anxiety. I know it's worked wonders for a lot of people, but I am here to tell you that the withdrawal from Cymbalta is no joke. Really? It's so bad that it's actually considered a syndrome. Really? And there are multiple class action lawsuits against Cymbalta because the withdrawal is so bad. That's horrible. And it was horrible. And I wasn't even on it that long. I know. You weren't on it long at all. But I mean, we're talking like non-functioning flu symptoms for two weeks. What? Yeah. See, this is exactly why I just, I, I, I get nervous. I know, to Sarah. Try. I it's know. It's just, I don't want to deal with that. 
No. And I don't feel that I was adequately warned. Mm. You know, Mm. I mean, I I will say that I was somewhat educated because I did some Googling before, but Mm -hmm. at no point did my doctor say, realize if you start this, that coming off will be horrible. Yeah. And they should. Yeah. And I have to say, I also have to just kind of acknowledge my privilege in all of this too, because throughout this whole thing, between the nausea from being on the medication and the fatigue from being on the medication, the lack of sleep, and then the subsequent like flu symptoms for two weeks, if I did not work at home, I think I would have lost my job. Oh, man, Kristen, You know, seriously? like I don't know how a person could show up and work a nine to five shift feeling that way while dealing with all of this stuff, which just, you know, it's just yet that other like really frustrating aspect of clinical anxiety it's Mm -hmm. you know trying new meds can be a disaster like it can be a health crisis in and of itself which it really was for me are you feeling better now i feel fine now but i was in a really bad place yeah for two weeks really bad oh kristen i'm sorry yeah but i'm glad that you're feeling better well it's over you know and of course my psych is ready to you know let's try a new one and i'm like um were you here in the same room with all this happening I know. We'll it's see. such a struggle. It is. Anxiety. It's just such a struggle. Oh, I- but let me tell you what he did order me to do um, is I took the genetic test oh. that tells you what um, anxiety and depression medication would work best for you. That is super interesting. And I feel like maybe someone mentioned that in our but, Facebook group. Um, they did. BJ Hickman mentioned it. Yes. And I was like, Ooh, mental note, I want to do that. And my um, psychiatrist um, had me do it, and it was covered by my insurance. That's fantastic. I know. I was shocked. Um, So I haven't gotten the results yet, but I will definitely share when I get them back because it sounds like it can really narrow this down for people um, based on how they metabolize things. I love that. Yeah. So I'm not going to – I think I'm not going to try anything new until I get those results back and then – We'll go from there. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Super What's good plan. What's up with you? Um, so my crazy GERD slash indigestion slash yes. four-month-long thing, it's just gone. Oh, well, that's good. It's great, but it's just like one of those things that just leaves me. Of course, of course, my big GI appointment is in three weeks. <laughs> of course. I mean, this always happens. Why does this happen? Mm-hmm. Like it took forever to get into this specific woman. There's very few female GIs out there. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to see her and I'm still going to go. But it has miraculously become almost non-existent. And I was having of it course. every day. I know I feel you like were. there's something stuck in my esophagus every day. Um, it was so weird and now it's just gone and it just leads me to believe again it's like i'm being hit over the head that i really do just carry my anxiety it just floats around my body and for sure i really think that's what it is i think i was stressed i was super anxious it was manifesting in this way and then i started hyper focusing on it like i always do which made it worse and it's that horrible anxiety spiral and cycle it's and that's going back to what you were saying about just it's such a struggle with anxiety. It's it is. I mean, you have physical symptoms that 
are really there. I mean, they're there and you feel really bad, whether it's nausea or indigestion or you feel like you have something stuck in your throat or your heart's erratic or all of this stuff. And I'm not saying I know for a fact it was just anxiety, but I do think stress and anxiety played a big part in how long it lasted. Yeah, I'm sure. Super frustrating. I mean, I ha- I'm happy I feel better, super happy, but you know, it's just kind of like, it's just like the clock's ticking. What's going to be the next thing? It's like when I had those horrible migraine headaches for four months in a row, every day, miserable. And then they, they're gone. Of course, I'm also on a preventative for a migraine. I, my neurologist was so helpful with that. But I just think all of these ailments are just really, it's just stress. I I know. I completely agree. Uh, so don't know what to do about that. I won't take Cymbalta. I know that much. Um, I can't really <laughs> recommend it. I can't really say that you should. (laughs) Well, let's take a quick break to talk about um, one of our sponsors. Today, we're talking about Buffy. No, not the Vampire Slayer. Buffy is a purveyor of awesome comforters that are better for you and better for the earth. Um, They use skin-friendly eucalyptus fabric and fluffy fill made from, get this, 100% recycled water bottles. What? Can you believe it? It's so crazy. Um, This comforter has over 11,000 reviews. Customers are in agreement. It is the softest, fluffiest comforter they've ever tried. I have one on my bed as we speak, and I'm here to attest. It is so soft. So soft, right? So soft. So Buffy is made from naturally soothing eucalyptus fabric. So the comforter is hypoallergenic too, by the way, which is huge. Um, These thoughtful materials and the construction, it shuts out dust, mold, and mites. It prevents nighttime breathing of harmful allergens. And it's just like the inside fill of each comforter is made from that 100% recycled BPA-free water bottles, mm-hmm. by the way, BPA-free water bottles that are transformed and they're like given a second life, a soft, fluffy fiber. Um, it really feels so soft. And each one is keeping approximately 50 bottles out of landfills and oceans. I this I I love that. Me too. I, just, I love that we are reusing things and who in – I mean, who would have thought a comforter? Right. right. Um, also cool, Buffy believes bedding is personal, so they offer a complimentary trial. You can try a comforter in your own home for 30 days. If you don't love it, return it for free. We don't think you're going to return it because it's super soft. <laughs> so soft. But it is a great deal. So also for $20 off your first Buffy comforter, you can visit Buffy.co, B-U-F-F-Y dot co and enter the code selfie that's buffy.co use the code selfie for twenty dollars off your first comforter very good very good all right it's time for a two thumbs up what you got sarah okay um two clothing items this week okay happy to say that i am walking again Yes. Doing a little bit more walking because I have now I am now warm when I'm walking because I found the perfect tights for cold weather walkers Do you tell? or runners. They're by Athleta. Is it Athleta or Athleta? I always say Athleta, but I don't know. Well, I mean, you would think it'd be Athleta because athlete, but I always say Athleta, so I don't know. No. Someone tell us right away. I yes, don't know what it is. Tell us. Anyway, they have new this season. They have their Prima Loft tights. They're just black. They're super mm-hmm. comfortable. They're not a super high rise. They're not low. They're just like right to the belly button. 
mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit below, and they're lined with Primaloft. I mean, it they're like fleecy on the inside, and they are so soft. I'm, I'm almost more obsessed with how soft they are on the inside than the fact that they're actually keeping me warm when I'm walking, but they do keep you super warm. So anyone out there that's wanting to get outdoors and your legs are freezing because you're like thin old black tights are not working. These keep you so warm. And I end up, I always end up on the days that I wear those. I just wear them all day. I don't want to take (laughs) them off. I mean, they're literally (laughs) on me until the end of the day, which is kind of gross. It's like, oh, go for a long walk at eight in the morning. I'm still active wear. Yes. (laughs) Athleisure. Athleisure. So that's my number one. My number two, I think you might like this, Kristen, because I know Mm -hmm. you're like me and that maybe some sensory issues with clothing, like tactile stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I love sweaters. Um, They're really pretty and they look super cozy, but almost every kind of sweater is too itchy for me, even if it's soft. I don't know. Like I just, I know I don't like it. I also do not like wearing sweaters on my skin just because I don't like the thought of sweating or just mm-hmm. getting, you know, because they're sweaters. You can't wash them, you know, you uh-huh. have to dry clean them, whatever. So, but I also don't like wearing cotton t-shirts underneath that you see them at, <laughs> this is when I'm starting to get like really into details here, but seriously, <laughs> like I just don't like when you can see the t-shirt coming out the top of the crew neck or the bottom. No, I, like it takes- Nothing you have said is unreasonable. Okay. Yes. Gosh, I feel so vindicated <laughs> right now. Or like if you have a turtleneck yes on- Yes to all of that. Okay. Yes to all that. Or if you have a sweater turtleneck, but you can still see like the rib of the crew neck underneath. I mean, there's just so many things that bother me about shirts under sweaters, but I have to wear one. So I found these slim fit layering tees on Amazon. I actually bought three just with uh, just off the gun. I was like, let's just get three. We'll see what happens. They come in all different colors, but they have a nude color. So they're just a slim fit, basic layering mm. t-shirt. They're long sleeve. They're nude. The opening of the crew neck, it's not a scoop neck, but it's larger than a crew neck. So you're never going to see it poking out at the top of your sweaters. It's made of rayon and spandex. So it is not cotton, but I have found personally, I breathe fine in them. Like I don't feel like I'm too sweaty. They're super Mm -hmm. silky, super soft. They lay right against your skin and you cannot see them underneath the sweater. And it's no more itchy times. And they're $12.99. Oh my gosh. What? So ordering these. They're the best. They're my favorite. I bought three. The color I bought is called apricot, but it's just kind of a nude. I mean, it's not like exactly well, a nude for white white girls <laughs> yeah it's a nude for white well it's actually a nude for like pale uh, like trump they're kind of orange <laughs> well what i it's cool though because i'm looking at it and they actually they have a darker they do um they have a brown the coffee and then they have kind of like a darker tan so they they have multiple options for different skin tones which is great which is awesome yeah. so i love them i I they're all three have already been worn. It's like I've got to keep them going in the washer now because now that it's sweater season, I'm really enjoying them. So oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this because you know I'm taking the kids to Tokyo. Yes, um, the week after Christmas, and it's going to be really cold when we're there. And so I'm like, oh, so I'm going to get perfect. these to wear under sweaters. You're going to love it. I am. I'm excited. All right, my first thumbs up is the show Shit's Creek. Please tell me you've watched this, Sarah. <sighs> Okay, Kristen, I saw this in the notes, and I thought we have to have a talk about it. 
I have what? I've I've watched maybe two or three episodes and it just did not snag me. Didn't grab ya? And I love the actors in Shit's Creek. I love the I mean I, you know, I'm so into yeah. to that humor just the uh, I don't know. I think you need to try to get you need to give it a, another shot. Oh my gosh. I do think that this is a show that got progressively better with both the characters and the writing, I will say. And the last season, the third season, yeah, maybe you should just skip ahead because the third season was so good. I mean, I get that it's too much. Like, that's the whole premise. But it oh, was, yeah, it it's was over the top. It was so much at yeah, the first couple episodes. Arrested I was like, development. I, but it's like a, yeah. Arrested Development on steroids, it I is. felt. You know? Yeah, I agree. But I love Catherine O'Hara. Like, I mean, she's I her. always been a favorite. And so I saw this and I thought to myself in the notes, I'm like, I'm going to go back and revisit it because the people I love the most in my life that I find to be hilarious, super witty, like they all love Schitt's Creek. <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay. The pressure's on. The Although pressure's there's on. a lot of shows that other people love that I just have never, yeah. never liked. yeah. I need so, to give it a go, though. I need something yeah. funny. I, I need to quit watching all it these is funny. freaking it's dystopian. Light and the episodes are so short. The yeah. episodes are like 20 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My other thumbs up is I've talked about the Capri Blue candles before. If you ever walk into an anthropology, that's what you're smelling. Um, and Capri Blue is actually – it's confusing. That's the brand name, not the actual scent. They have multiple scents. Oh, uh, okay. The Volcano scent – um, is the one that you smell when you go into anthropology. That's kind of their signature scent. It's very summery, very kind of like tropical. Okay. Okay. But I swear I use Capri Blue <laughs> candles like seasonally. So I just switched over to their, what I think is like a Christmassy scent. It's called um, Alpine Juniper. Okay. I already love it. I love and, Juniper. Uh, I... I burn this thing all winter. It smells like a Christmas tree, but not, but not. It smells like juniper, fresh citrus, and balsam fir. Oh, but oh. it doesn't smell like pine saw. Like you know, it's right. not. It's not that note. It's just warm and cozy, and it just smells like Christmas. And I mean, I'm telling you, from Thanksgiving on, this is the smell of my house, and I love it. It's so cozy. I love when they cut the pine and the fir smell with a little bit of citrus. I know. It just makes it so well-rounded. It's so nice. <gasps> and I, what I like also about Capri Blue, sometimes their candles are in tins, but certain ones they have in more nicer um, jars. And so this one is in this like fun glittery green jar. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's called a glam jar. Oh, <laughs> a glam jar. Okay. I'm definitely going to look into that. So when I was a teen learning to shave my legs, my mom did not do me any favors by buying me really cheap disposable razors. If you grew up in as a teen in the 90s, you know the ones, and they left nicks and cuts all over me when I was trying to shave. So with two girls learning how to shave their legs right now, I am committed to making sure that they have good quality razors. Guys, I was probably well into my 30s before I realized the difference a quality razor makes. Today's sponsor is Athena Club. They have great razor kits that we have been using in our house for a couple months. The razor blades are awesome. They are surrounded by this water-activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid, so you get a silky smooth shave that actually leaves your skin soft and hydrated as opposed to stripped dry. 
dry. And their blades are spaced out to let hair and shave cream pass through easily so you don't have to make a ton of passes going over and over the skin to remove the hair. Fewer passes means less irritation to your skin, which cuts down on razor burn and ingrown hairs. The razor kit is only $9 with free shipping and it comes with two blade cartridges, a cute little magnetic hook for your shower storage, and your choice of a handle color. I personally chose the coral, but what I really like about it is they have a ton of different colors, black, white, pastel, neon. So if you have a big family like mine, everyone can have the razor in their own color so you don't get them confused. What I also love about Athena Club, you guys know I love automating things. You never have to worry about dull blades because they send refills on your schedule. You just choose how often you want them and they will send them automatically with free shipping. I would also highly recommend their cloud shave foam too. It's insanely thick and stays on while you shave so you don't have to reapply. It leaves your skin feeling very moisturized. It's really, really good. If you want to try a great quality razor that cuts down on the wastefulness of disposable razors, try Athena Club Razor Kit. You can get 20% off your first order at athenaclub.com with the promo code SELFIE. That's A-T-H-E-N-A-C-L-U-B.com with the promo code SELFIE for 20% off. We've talked a lot about skincare on the show and specifically tretinoin. If you're not familiar, it's a retinoid, which is an active vitamin A derivative that's used to improve the texture, tone, and appearance of the skin. Today's sponsor, Dear Brightly, has a product called Night Shift, and tretinoin is the active ingredient in Night Shift. This is the only FDA-approved retinoid for treating photoaging, which is premature skin aging due to long-term sun exposure. Tretinoin stimulates collagen production to prevent and treat signs of premature skin aging from years of sun damage, things like fine lines and wrinkles, dark spots, uneven skin tone, and big pores. Tretinoin can only be acquired through a prescription, but it's 20 times more potent than the -the over-the-counter retinol products. It's one of the most well-researched ingredients with over 50 years of research behind it for both acne and photoaging. I had a chance to try Night Shift, and I'm really liking it. I have the unfortunate experience of having both breakouts and wrinkles at the same time, and it's great for both. I have seen my fine lines decreasing. I've seen my skin tone looking better, and it feels really nice. If you've used an over-the-counter retinol before, you know it's really great, but a dermatology-grade retinoid is even better. Night Shift is their dermatologist-formulated serum that's tailored to your skin by doctors online. Dear Brightly works by you first of all starting by sharing your skin story with them, then a doctor evaluates your skin and your skin history. They then tailor your formula and write a prescription, if applicable, and your tailored serum will be delivered to you in the mail. It's super simple and easy. Head to www.dearbrightly.com and enter the promo code SELFIE to get 15% off your first order, which is their very best offer anywhere. That's S-E-L-F-I-E to get 15% off your first order at dearbrightly.com. All right. Well, let's, Sarah, let's dive into this whole topic of social media, how much to share. Where have you landed on all of this for yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um... Kristen, I feel like it's ever changing. Don't I you? know, right? It's constantly mm-hmm. changing. Well, can can we just can we just take a step back? Can I step back into the early years, our our yes. dinosaur blogging years, way back in the day where so we've been online for almost fifteen years, right? Oh gosh. Yes. I, I mean it's true, but when you say it that I know, way, I know, I know. <laughs> it makes me I'm feel like, really old. It makes me feel really old too. But back then, the only way to really share were you know was our blogs and 
which makes me laugh because, you know, my name, Sarah James, James is my maiden name. The whole reason that I don't use my married name online is because way back then when I started my blog, everyone told me, oh, the internet is a very, very dark and scary place and you should not use your real name there. And I was Never like, use your real name. Don't ever use yeah. your real name. Because it, it, I remember starting out and being very hesitant because it was just like this whole new world of social media, which was really just blogging at the time. So there wasn't really much of a way to get things out. But as we all know, over the past 15 years, it's like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and it just keeps Snapchat. Uh, it just keeps going and going and going. So I feel like I personally, mine is not like a steady decline or increase. It's like an up and down, up and down. Sometimes yeah, I, I feel like I've overshared. Sometimes I freak out and get like super skittish about sharing. I don't share anything. Do you feel like you've been the same way, kind of like an up and down? Oh, my gosh, totally. And, you know, what's interesting, though, too, when you talk about that progression of starting as a blogger a long time ago, you know, back then, not everyone had a blog. Right. But what's interesting is that now most everyone has Facebook and Instagram and kind of everyone is a content creator on those platforms, right? Like, yes, people don't have Facebook just to follow online influencers. They have Facebook to post their own things. Right. So in a way, it felt like when everyone made that shift away from like, it's a platform to like, it's a social network, and it's very reciprocal. I felt more freedom to share things because it didn't feel quite as navel gazing. It's just like, oh, we're all doing this. And yes, like, everyone sharing photos of themselves and their kids. And I'm not just some weird outlier with a website who's doing this, like everyone's doing it. I, I totally agree. And now everyone is doing it. I mean, I yeah, I love Instagram for that very reason, to be able to see, you know, my neighbor's kids on their first day of oh, school yeah. or whatever. But then for us, it's like this really weird, fine line of, I, I'm sure you come up against this as well. There's a lot of people that probably follow you that you're personal friends with, or, you know, they're yes. your kids' friends' moms. And then there's people yes. that follow you for Kristen Howerton, the blogger whether they're following right. you about social justice or reading about parenthood or adoption. And it's kind of like trying to find that line where you're not too much of one or the other. Totally. Totally. And it's super, it's really awkward. I mean, I will go, I just went to a event at one of my kids' schools and a mom sat down to me and goes like, I feel like I know everything yes. about you from the podcast. Yes. Which is like, okay, well, that's fair because I put all that out there. But suddenly it feels very vulnerable when it's in my kid's school. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't make it feel any – it's super awkward. Um, it is. And it is happening as more and more people are on Instagram. I, I, what you said, I just kind of was sitting here nodding. It's something I hear all the time. I feel like I know you so well. I, you know? Yes. And it always feels vulnerable. It does feel vulnerable. But then again, we're putting it all out there. But I like I kind of want some of that stuff just to go like out into the great white anonymous public, but not like walking and living and breathing in my own hometown public. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I mean, do you know this about me, though? I probably told you this before, but I used to block people on Facebook when I met them. Did you? I did. If I met a neighbor, if I met... Um, a mom at school, I would immediately block them so they couldn't find me because I did not want to be known as 
Raging Against the Minivan, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be a mom. Yes. You know, I just wanted to be a regular mom on the same footing with everyone else. And I tried for a long time to really hide the blog in my neighborhood and at my kids' schools. Oh, I did too. At school, for sure. It was something I did not like talking about at all. No, not at all. Now, it's too late because- It's too late. (laughs) Well, it's so classic. My son transferred to all my kids transferred to the school they all attend now. And first day, I ran into someone who was like, I've been telling everyone about your blog. And I was like, I really wish you hadn't done that. Oh, I don't know. I feel like you just made such a good point about I just wish this was all being broadcast to the anonymous (laughs) public. And I have to think that way. A lot of times I really do. I cannot let myself circle the drain on that, especially with doing beauty stuff. I mean, I will definitely have moments when I'm sitting there and I'll look at my Instagram feed. I'm like, look at all these pictures of me, like all these photos (laughs) of my face. And all of those photos are usually in collaboration with the makeup company. And I'm talking about the makeup I'm wearing, but it's just it really makes me cringe a lot, especially when I am at school functions. And I know that there's even like my friend's husbands that, you know, we're, we're all just like groups of, we have this big group of friends and everyone kind of follows each other. And I just, I'm sitting there like at a soccer practice or something thinking, did they just scroll through their Instagram and see me and like my bright red lipstick looking all, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. oh, it makes, it makes me cringe, but I don't really, it's like I said, walking that line. I don't know what to do. That's how I make my money. You know, that's oh, totally. <laughs> so one of the issues that I have run into, too, is that, you know, I write with a lot of hyperbole. I mean, I'm very sarcastic. Yes. You know, I will make jokes um, that aren't always like I feel like people who get my sense of humor, probably like 80 percent of my followers probably understand that I'm like exaggerating for comedic effect. Right. right. Like I'm not actually I, I don't know. But then. Like, there's people that take it seriously. Oh, for sure. And then that's really awkward, too. Like, they don't get that I'm just like, okay, like, for example, this is a thing that happened to me. (laughs) Um, A couple years ago, I joined Snapchat. This was like back, remember back when Snapchat seemed more sketchy and like it wasn't quite so mainstream? Yeah, oh, totally. Yes. You know, like, it, it just was like, oh, is this a sexting app? Like, none of us really knew what it was. Right, right. But I joined it because it was like, I guess bloggers are supposed to join it. And I made a joke on Facebook about how I could see everyone's like sexy names because it (laughs) brings up everyone in your contacts. Right. And so I said something about, hey, I see you, you know, former pastor who, who, you know, has this sexy name, or I see you speech pathologist who now goes by sexy kitten. Yeah. Yeah. Which was true. But it was it was a speech pathologist from years ago when like Jafta was like a toddler, right? Right, right yeah. Uh oh. Next day, I get a phone call from this his current school's principal. Um, <gasps> I'd like to have you in and discuss what you said publicly about our speech pathologist. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. Oh, so she calls oh. me in. I'm like, first of all, Jafta doesn't even take speech. He has never taken speech at the school. He took speech when he was like three. So I'm not talking about you. And it I mean, this was so much drama. Right. So much. I had to issue her an apology. I had to take oh, it down. Kristen. Um, yeah. And I wasn't even talking about her. But the thing is, like, 
I actually was talking about a speech pathologist, but I might have just like, that's the kind of thing I would make something up just to hide who their real identity was. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, of course, of course. Like, I'm out there to like roast somebody. Right. Like, it's just, it's the gist of the thing. And I'm, I'm joking. And so I've just had to be super careful about like any kind of hyperbole that would come back to me or like talking about like, I'm going to punish my kids in such and such way, but I'm like, people should know I'm joking, but they don't. It's so weird. No, absolutely. I feel the same way. I'm I'm very sarcastic like you. And I find that I, you know, I spend, I do a a fair amount of Instagram stories and a lot of them are sarcastic, but it never fails. A lot of people just don't, they don't see the sarcasm. They don't get it. And I get these just confused responses or a lot of like, I'm so sorry. Things are so hard for you right now. Like when I'm just joking about, I I don't even know something completely ludicrous. I'm like, oh no, it's actually okay. I'm really not crying about this. I'm just being sarcastic. (laughs) It is. It's hard. It's the same thing like just texting, even with your friends, you you just can't get the full story when you're, when it's happening on a screen, you know, when you're not sitting in front of someone like eye to eye and I think a lot of that comes from probably a lot of the people that follow you on Instagram now or follow me on Instagram now have probably found out about you in the past, you know, couple of years. And we've obviously had people that have been with us all the way, which is totally awesome. But there's a lot of people that come on that are newer that don't really understand exactly how you are. And we sometimes assume that everyone does. And I can see how that might cause a little confusion once in a while. (laughs) Or I've gotten in trouble with... um... (laughs) You know, just like saying what my punishments have been for my kids. Like, like a week ago, I posted that I had changed the um, password on my son's phone because um, he was using it to hotspot. Yeah, to get to I get around this. filters so he could be on Instagram longer. Right. And so I changed the hotspot um, password to use this, and you'll get a flip phone. That was the password, and I. <laughs> You no, know, I thought I was very clever. And so I, cor- of course, had to post that. But like then his friends follow me and then they're oh. ribbing him at school. About yeah, I know. It. I know. Well, I have to say, and we probably should get into this, especially talking about our kids specifically. Yeah. Now that has definitely, well, it's funny. It's, it's declined with one of my children and I feel like it's actually increased with the other So my son, Derby, he doesn't, he has no interest in being in my social media. Now, of course, when I was, when I started blogging, I wasn't even pregnant yet. I had just gotten married. And so people that read my blog from the very first, they went through my pregnancy with Derby, like all the way through toddler and that he was my main, he was my muse. It was like he, that was the main subject matter. Same with you in those early years. Oh yeah. And it was, you know, because they're a baby and they're a toddler and you don't really think much of it. But now that he is entering teenage years, he doesn't want to have anything to do with anything that I do online, whether it be blogging or photos or whatever. And I totally respect that. I don't, because just like you said, I don't want people that might follow me that know him at school or, you know, kids of parents that know me that go to his school. I don't want that to come back to him because I think he would be mortified, you know? I know. But then I have Malou on the other side who is Uh, my, uh, uh, uh. (laughs) my little... Enneagram three performer 
who basically is already asking me, how many likes did I get on that one? How many likes? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, so, I, I totally have the same thing. Right? The boys have no interest. Meanwhile, India is already trying to build a YouTube empire. Oh, yes, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, do you just kind of roll with the way each of them want to go forward with it? I mean, pretty much. I mean, I do. My, my boys are willing when they understand what can come back to them. Right. So like, let's say that I get us great seats at, you know, a sporting event or I get us free theme park tickets. And then I will explain, you know, the reason that we're getting this is because they want us to take photos here. And so that's the price of admission for you, you know, and they'll be like, fine, fine. We get it. You know? Right. Um, like we did a Disney cruise. Right. And so I'm like, okay, if we go on this cruise, I got to take your picture a lot and you need to not complain. Okay, fine. We get it. We get it. Right. 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 Um, or other times I pay them. Like if I get a sponsored campaign that involves them I will just fully pay them wait that is so smart they're they're thrilled I mean I just did an axe body spray campaign (laughs) against my better judgment and they were stoked to be paid you know such a good idea yeah because actually they are actors (laughs) I mean they're you know they're in it they're doing yeah super interesting I've never even thought about that ever about paying him but you know, then meanwhile, though, I mean, like he thinks that what I put, po- you know, he feels like I post cringy things. He really does. A lot of their friends follow me. And then I guess some kid at school to Kembe was like, dude, your mom is verified. Your mom's freaking verified. <laughs> Kembe was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, thank God he doesn't. I know. You know, so then he's like, my friend's freaking out, wants to know how he got verified and he's trying to get verified. And will you tell him, you know, whatever. And that's the other weird thing is like, I don't know that my kids, I don't know how to explain or, or really frame for my kids that like my social media following is not a normal one. Right. So you shouldn't expect this or, you know, right. like this is abnormal. That. They know that you're a blogger and a writer. I mean, yeah, kind of. Do they? Might know that. It's kind of like, yeah, this I is- think they do. This I mean, they different. know I'm a blogger for sure, but I think that, you know, then they're like, okay, well, great. Well, I'll just, you know, grow my following to something huge. <laughs> I don't think they understand that that's like not a thing. And I don't want them to do that either also. Okay. So do they have their own Instagram accounts? Um, all of them do. Yes. Um, really because I, I um, just wanted to save their names, you yeah. know? Yes. I wanted to make sure no one else took them just because we are just a a little bit public. Um, I allow them to post to Instagram from my phone. Oh, that's good. So they don't have access to post on their own. And I can kind of, you know, I can kind of monitor Monitor. it that way. Um, And India is really the only one interested. And she's very interested. You yeah. know, I mean, she likes to do stories and all oh, that. The rest sure. of them are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Right. That's how mine are. Mine, well, no, of course, actually, Malou has actually asked me if she could have an Instagram account. And I'd like to remind everyone that Malou is in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> no. I go, um, no. And that won't be happening for many, many, many years. So, no. Um, but Derby, who's in sixth grade, he just doesn't, he's maybe asked me once or twice. He still doesn't have a phone. I think he's one of the only kids in sixth grade that doesn't have a phone. But I'm just, I'm holding out because frankly, he doesn't ask me a lot about it. I told him 
in eighth grade, he could have a phone. Um, I just don't see why he needs to have one right now. And he has, he has an iPad at home and that's where he, he does like Google hangouts with his friends. So if he wants to talk to friends outside of school, he does have a place for that. Um, So I feel like I've gotten really lucky that my eldest just doesn't, He's just not into You know, though, I will say he and Kembe are the same age. Kembe has a phone, but it doesn't have a phone plan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And so it's basically an an iPad. And his phone is so old that it uses the old Apple um, charger. You remember the big fat one? Well, Derby's, he has, we gave him an old laptop computer and it's the same thing. We don't know how to replace it. He's like, I think this thing's breaking. I go, well, I'm gonna have to go on eBay or something to get you a new charger because it's so old. I think Kembe's, I think Kembe's phone is a 4C. (laughs) Like, that is awesome. He's like, can I get this app? I'm like, no, no apps work on your phone. But he doesn't, he's not interested in his phone. That's like not at all. That's how, well, I would say Derby is interested in his iPad after school because that's a way for him to communicate or listen to his very strange robotic interludes and music that he loves to listen to on YouTube. But he, he doesn't seem super interested, but I will say that I've noticed since this is our first year being in a middle school, um, it's kind of, it's a little sad to me when I pull up to pick up and I just watch all of these kids. These are kids from sixth to eighth grade. I know exactly the doors, what you're going to say. And they are all staring at their phones and I, walking. I hate it. And it makes me, it really actually makes me sad. Like I feel a I pit in my stomach. Um, I just, I just don't feel like sixth to eighth grade year olds should be just on. I don't know. Nope. And maybe I'm an old lady. I'll get off my lawn. But I just feel like they're missing out on so much. Well, they are. And, you know, I'm going to be totally honest. I just kind of shame the whole dynamic. I mean, my kids will get in the car and I'll be like, look at all the zombies in their phones. Yes. Look at all the faces in their phones. Like I have really drilled that into my kids of like, this is not living life if you yeah. have a, your face in a phone. And if you're around people and you have your face in your phone, you're rude. Right. Oh, you I know? totally like, agree. That's, that's being rude. Um, you know, and it kills me, too, because I'll also see kids walking home from school oh, yeah. on their phone. Yes. Just crossing an intersection, oh, not yes. looking at anything. Watch it every day. <sighs> just head yeah. down. I mean, these 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 children are going to have some very costly chiropractic bills when they get older I swear I mean like can you imagine just like I know your head in that position all day long but yeah it's it's super sad and it's not it's not going away though and I think no I mean the thought that Malou's in second grade just getting her to eighth grade without a phone that is going to be one of my biggest struggles with her I can I can already force I guess I see it she's just that well, type she's super social and yeah. um but I don't, I don't want to deal with, which is a whole nother subject, but just this like online social media bullying, I, yeah. that freaks me out. Like, I don't oh, want my kids. Sarah. What? My kids were called the N-word on Instagram what? last week. Yeah. You are kidding me. I'm not. A kid made a video oh. and, and, and he wasn't like, he wasn't like joking around or calling them like, what up? You know, it was... A hard ER at the end, like the racist one, not yeah, the like yeah. appropriation one. Um, yeah. I mean, I had full meeting with the parent. Yeah. It's a oh thing. Oh, my God. That and is the, Here's what I have to say. I actually do want us to do a whole episode on this, but I'm going to say it again because people need to hear it. 
you have got to watch your children online. Oh, yes. And this happened because this kid's Instagram feed is not monitored by a parent. Right. Right. And I cannot even tell you because I do monitor. I monitor what my kids post and I'll occasionally thumb through their feed because it's very informative. Yes. And I have watched other people's children smoking weed. Yeah. I've watched other people's children posting crotch shots of themselves. Yeah. I mean, I can't believe the stuff I've seen from middle schoolers. And it's like, where are these parents? Yeah. What are they thinking? Yeah. And I get it. I, I, you know, there's a part of me that I, I always want to look at both sides. And I, I, I feel like, well, first of all, number one, I feel like social media is moving at such a rapid rate that it's almost like a full-time job just keeping up with the new apps and the new ways that these kids yeah, are communicating. It's hard. It is yes. hard. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that up front. Um, but yeah, for someone just to willingly or just think that their kids are okay having a phone or even having an iPad. You can get in just as much trouble with an iPad as long as you have oh, yeah. internet access. You know, you can you can get whatever you want. Um, you know, I think we talked briefly in a couple, like a, I think it was like a couple months ago. I don't remember if I did or not, but my son was in a chat group. Um, it wasn't in Google Hangouts. It was some other, I can't remember the name of it right now. Discord, Discord. That's what it's called. It's a lot of gamers. It's like a big gaming mm-hmm. community. And, you know, I hadn't thumbed through it for a while and I went back and yeah, there were some things that were said by a friend that were shocking to me. And, you know, you kind of have to nip that in the bud, but you've got to, you've got to stay on it. Exactly what you're saying. You have to stay on it. And there are lots of devices now that you can use that really help. You know, we both have a circle. Um, Mm -hmm. We talked about this on the Facebook community group. There were a couple of other, and maybe we'll link to these. There were a couple of other um, products or apps that people recommended that were a little, that were newer than Circle that I'm actually interested in looking into. I haven't done any research yet, but it's a good way for you to at least see, monitor, like how long they're online, what websites they're visiting, you know, what they're doing, when they're texting, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then the thing that I do is I turn off the app store and I turn off Safari on the phone. Super smart. So that they can't even, they can't add an app that I don't know about because, you know, you can add all kinds of apps that can get you into trouble, you know? Right. Um, They can't go on the internet basically on their phone. Also because I just, that's not what I want them to do on their phone. I don't want them surfing the web on a phone, you know? Right. Um, And then... um, yeah, it's just they, they have very few apps Yeah, um, so that they're not getting into trouble. Because one of my things, too, has been I actually want my kids to learn to use a phone while there's not much of interest on it so that they get the, they get the habit of I have a phone, but I don't have to look at it all the time. Yes. Because I feel like when you like a kid gets a new phone and so many parents will hand the phone over and they'll just fill it with high interest apps because it makes sense. You want, you know, you just got this for your kid. You want them to love it. You want it to be useful. Right. But I almost feel like you need to hand a kid their first phone with like very little on it. Right. Right. So that they can get in the habit of like, I don't. I don't have to use this all the time. I can use it in moderation. Absolutely. And I feel like I'm kind of behind this little flip phone movement that's been going on where people are getting their kids flip phones because that's actually why they have the phone. It's to be able to get a hold of each other, you know, to contact each other. It's not for playing on social media, although I realize it is now. It is. I mean, a lot of these problems are not just problems that 
our kids are having that kids are having, you know, it's, we all are uh-huh. having these issues. Yes. Like I had to finally turn off my, whatever, that tracker thing. I'm like, I don't want to care. I, I know, don't I care. Did too. Shut up. <laughs> I just turned I it off. <laughs> I did too. I did it too. Like, okay, I get it. I get I'm it. terrible. I'm, I'm the worst. Really bad. I'm really, but I'm working, but I'm working. See, that's, exactly. that's the sad thing. That's the other mm-hmm. part of this. That's the other piece of this pie for us personally is just, we're, we're doing all of the things on the phone. We're doing the work and the socializing and all of it. So what are your rules around posting your children? Um, I mean, you don't, you don't post their real names any, do you? Um, Yes. Well, the real names are not on my blog anywhere. They're not mm-hmm. on the website. Um, but I do post their names you on, do, huh? on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, very rarely. But uh, actually in Instagram photos that are there um, permanently, I very rarely use their names. But I'm not going to say I never have. I feel like I probably maybe have slipped once in a while. But I do use their names in stories. And Instagram mm-hmm. stories, because quite frankly, Malou is kind of a star of my stories. <laughs> she, <laughs> Malou loves to dance. Her Malou, dancing. Yeah, she loves to do these dances. She has her own little category on Instagram of all of her dances. Um, so I do use her name. And yeah. my, my thinking behind that, I went for years not using their names. But in this day and age, I feel like if someone wants to find out my kids' names... They're going to find out my kids' names. It's yeah. not that difficult with the amount of information we have at our fingertips with Google and social media and stuff. So I don't worry about it that much. Like I said, sometimes I'll have like these brief moments when I go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, my gosh, like, am I endangering my children by putting their face in my feed and saying their names? But like you said earlier, I feel like everybody is. So See, that's how I feel, too. There's yeah. just too many people for me to feel like my kids are these, you know, targets that are going to be singled out. That's how. Yeah, that's how I feel. But I think it's a slippery slope because, like you said earlier, our accounts are an average account. I mean, most people don't True. have 20,000 people, you know, right. m- mostly strangers, that is looking true. at it. So that's when I when I do get a little bit hesitant. It's when I think about things like that. But at this point, I kind of feel like, well, <laughs> what's done is done, you know, but it is, yeah. it's, I mean, cause I know you've used the kids' names since the start. Well, I did, but then I actually went through a phase where I wished that I hadn't. And I was yeah. really jealous of the situation you had done. Yeah. With well, a pseudonym. Like I really wished I had done that for a while. Yeah. But I, it's funny to me because I feel like the majority of people who follow me and that are active in my social media platforms, they probably don't even know who Worlito is. You know, I called my kids yeah. Weedo and Weeda, Worlito and Worlita. And a lot of people right. that have been around for a long time know that. People now are like, what's that? Who's Weedo? Right. And I'm like, that's oh, really yeah, funny. that's his name he had for nine years or something, mm-hmm. eight, year, eight or nine years. So I don't, I just feel like I said, you just, it's too easy for people to find that stuff out anyway. So I don't, I don't worry about it that much. <laughs> okay. Here's a question for you. You did a campaign for bras. Yes. On Instagram. Oh yeah. How was that? That's ongoing actually. And my next one's due pretty soon. 
Um, well, yeah, so I am an ambassador for a bra company and which is uh, a great bra company, but I would just imagine that that adds a whole new level to that sort of feeling of vulnerability Um, at totally soccer with the dad sitting next to you. Oh my God. Why'd you have to bring it up? Don't say that. Oh oh God. I just threw up. Oh, um, yeah. Well, first of all, I will say that those, the, the photos that I did, with those bras on were very classy. I mean, you know, they were very tasteful. It was, you know, I agree. Like I had a shirt that was kind of unbuttoned. Yeah. And then I kept, I kept, what, what I kept telling myself, Kristen, was like, it's just like wearing a bathing suit. In fact, I have more clothes on than if I had a bathing suit at the pool with all of my friends. But yeah, it was, that was a big step for me. And um, I was just, I remember when I hit publish on it, I just sat there like, like a rabbit. <laughs> Like, or like a, like a deer in the headlights, just like blink, 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 what's going to happen? And I think I even was a little self-deprecating, if I remember correctly, in, um, in my description on that photo, just saying, yeah, this is how things have moved along. And now I've shown you pictures of me in my bra. So, like, you know, <laughs> <no. laughs> but um, thanks for reminding me I have another one due pretty soon. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the one where I just feel like that's where my friends' kids, oh, or, yeah, God. my kids' friends would just be like, "Your mom's wearing a bra." Oh, I know, <laughs> and I just have to. I really hope that none of Derby's friends have seen that. I don't know. Derby and his friends are really into anime and Japanese, like manga and stuff. So <laughs> hopefully, they're, they're not, not looking at you. I don't think they're looking at Derby's mom's lipstick photos. No. <laughs> I hope not, though. I really hope not. So what about this? What about um, screen time rules for your kids? Hmm. Well, um, I have the circle at my house and three of my four kids don't have don't have a data plan. And so I just have them limited to 30 minutes a day. That's what we do. Yeah. Except for we, we are much more lenient on the weekends. I will say that. Yeah. I will I will usually bump it up on the weekends depending on what we're doing. Yeah. I feel like that's um, something I'm asked a lot and so I think people would be interested in knowing what you do yeah, too. Yeah, no, I think so too. But I do I think we should do a whole episode on kids and devices and Oh yeah. You know, how to monitor, how to monitor computers, how to like all of that. I think is there's so much there. And I think parents are really kind of clueless. It's hard to keep up with all that stuff. So yeah, it's let's very definitely hard. do that. Let's do one like like really drill down yes. into good devices and things you can do. I think we should. Definitely. But we also want to hear from you guys um, on the community group. Let us know, like, what are your rules for social media personally and for, for your children? Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes but you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.